This is the ICO Alert Podcast, Episode 10. I'm your host, Robert Finch, founder of ICO Alert. ICO Alert is the trusted source for analysis of ICOs, otherwise known as initial coin offerings. We maintain a comprehensive list of ICOs on our website at icoalert.com. If you're new to the ICO space or even the blockchain space, don't worry, we've got you covered. Head to start.icoalert.com, where we have helpful introductions to this exciting new world, introductions about ICOs, and introductions about the blockchain space in general. That's start, S-T-A-R-T, dot icoalert.com. My guest today is Paul Walsh, the CEO of Metacert. Now, this podcast is different from our usual podcast because Metacert is not launching an ICO, but rather helping ICOs protect their users from scams. Now, I'll be the first to say that the word scam is used way too frequently in the crypto space. You know, I think it's good sometimes because uh, it sort of allows users or alerts users to the fact that they should really do more due diligence about specific ICOs. Uh, but I think it's overused even still. So for example, if an ICO doesn't distribute their tokens immediately because you know they have to do it manually or there's a, a big backlog, it's called a scam. Uh, if users don't get into an ICO because it sells out too quickly, they'll take the Twitter and call it a scam. Uh, I think these and many other examples are all overuses of the word scam in the crypto space. However, today we're going to be talking about real scams. So these are the types of scams that steal unsuspecting users' funds by pretending to be someone or something they're not. Now, during the podcast, we'll talk with Paul about Metacert, how they're protecting crypto users from these phishing scams, how their well-established security company just found out about the crypto community just a few weeks ago, and more. Without further ado, let's get to it. Paul, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Robert. Absolutely. It's great to have you on. So, uh... Uh, I, I'm not sure a ton of people are familiar with you in the crypto space yet, but I think they will be very, very soon. You're working on some exciting stuff to protect users and protect communities within the crypto space. And I think you're solving a very real problem. Um, could you start by just introducing yourself and uh, telling us a little bit about what Metacert is and, and what it does? Sure. It's a security company um, and it's based on the thesis or philosophy of I see a world where you feel safe opening a link. And so everything that we do is in uh, that context. So we build apps and chatbots for platforms such as Slack, HipChat, Skype, Facebook Messenger to help protect people from malicious links like phishing, malware, triple uh, X, if that's what they want as well. Because we see the threat vector, the attack vector moving from email to those platforms that have less security built in. And so it's great timing for us in terms of being involved in the crypto industry. You're right, we're not well known in that space. I'm not well known in that space. Uh, we are well known in the messenger space, uh, the chatbot world, artificial intelligence. But really, we're new to the crypto world. And it's a real pleasure to actually be involved. It's a great, inclusive community. And we are actually solving a real problem rather than me predicting for the last few years that you know phishing attacks are going to take place in Slack, now it's actually happening and we're helping to combat that that issue. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to, to have you on in chat is just because you guys are solving a real issue. It's it's nice to kind of get a break from talking with other ICOs and, and talk about somebody that's helping to make the life of those ICOs easier and more importantly, protect the users who are uh, interested in contributing to those ICOs. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's not like... 
uh, we came across the problem within the ICO or token or crypto world and then decided to build a solution. We just happened to have a very well-established, robust, enterprise-ready solution that happens to fit the needs for the crypto world. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so this is something that's already been built. Oh, this has been built. Yeah, our customers on Slack alone include uh, some of the biggest security companies. So our customers include IBM, SAP, Sage, F5, VSP, wow. NTT Security, Blackhawk Network, AppDirect. They're all customers on their companies that use Slack for internal collaboration. And they install Metacert for the same reason that the ICO communities install Metacert to help protect them from these malicious links, but also it's good for uh, compliance, regulatory uh, compliance, because we provide a very detailed dashboard of analytics of all of the people within your team or community uh, with regards to all of the channels and users and the links being shared. So yeah, Metasur has been around a few years. We were one of the very first companies in the world to build integrations and chatbots for messaging platforms. and so we've got a really good relationship with each of the platforms. And then also, I own a full patent for phishing protection inside a mobile application because a few years ago, I recognized that the future of web browsing would be inside mobile applications rather than inside native browsers. So yeah, this is the one thing. MetaCert is the best in the world at one thing, and that is classifying URLs to protect people from phishing attacks inside apps like Slack. So it's almost like a dream come true for us to find uh, an industry which is actually suffering from the problem that we want to solve. And it's also exciting for the token launches and ICO communities that we speak to uh, because we just happen to solve a problem for them. So yeah, it's not something we built after noticing that the crypto world was screaming out for phishing protection. This has been around for a while and it was actually Singular DTV that reached out to us and said, this is a problem, can you solve it for us? And we said, sure we can. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. I, I had no idea. I, I had assumed that this was something that you know you guys saw a need and, and built it. So it's it's awesome to see that you guys have, uh, you know, the experience in this field and and also that you're already um, sort of doing this for for huge clients. Uh, one thing before we jump in um, and talk about the specifics of how your your product actually works, um, I want to talk about what phishing actually is because I think there are some people um, who are listening who are saying phishing, like phishing f i s h. Are you are you fishing for fish, like in a pond or in a lake? Um, but the phishing that we're talking about is phishing with a p h. Um, and, and I have a definition that I pulled from your Twitter, which says phishing involves emails or communications sent from someone disguised as a company in order to gain access to personal information from victims. So could you unpack that and, and kind of explain to the average <laughs> user who's listening what phishing actually is and what they're trying to do? It's great you took that from my Twitter feed. It sounds something more intelligent than something I would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Basically, when you receive an email, you know that it can be a little bit dodgy clicking on a link from a person that you don't recognize. And sometimes even from people that you do recognize, because when you click on that link and it opens in the browser, you're not sure if the website that you're visiting really is that website that you're logging into, because it's very easy for people to build a website that looks like Facebook, it looks like Twitter, it looks like eBay, it looks like uh, myetherwallet.com. And they design and build a website to look exactly like the original websites. So when you log in, they're either, their intention is to either steal your login credentials or it is to steal your credit card information or it is to gain access to your wallet or it is to gain access to your private key and then empty your wallet. Um, and so there's actually two different types of phishing attacks. There is 
phishing, which is what I just described. You know, you go to a Slack channel, you see a link, it looks like it's going to my Ether wallet. It actually doesn't, it goes to a different website that looks like it. You log in and boom, you lose $1,500. That was a conversation I had with somebody two nights ago where Metacert wasn't installed and they literally lost half of all of their life savings. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, and I'm actually getting those DMs almost, I would say actually every day um, for wow. the past week uh, from people saying, is there anything I can do? I've even written blog posts after getting their uh, permission to disclose who they are. And so that's phishing. But then you've also got spear phishing. And spear phishing, if you kind of just sit and think about it, is what it says it is. It's like you're targeting one fish rather than using a net. So phishing is where you kind of send out this message with a link and you hope that somebody clicks on it. Spear phishing is where it's designed to look like it's just for you. And some of the smartest CEOs of some of the biggest companies in the world have fallen victim to this, where they've received a message from who they think is their CFO asking them to transfer funds uh, immediately for a business transaction. It looks like it's come from the CFO. It's directed with to the CEO with their name and everything in the email or their collaboration tool. And so that's a spare phishing attack where they've spent time and energy to target either an individual, a company, or a government agency. So phishing attacks are getting uh, much more sophisticated. They have been sophisticated in email for quite some time. I would anticipate they will become even more sophisticated inside uh, platforms like Slack. Uh, but not just to say Slack, it could be any platform, you know, Skype, Messenger, none of those have the same level of security uh, that uh, is provided by companies like Metacert. Wow. I mean, that's fascinating. The, you know, I knew about phishing and some of the phishing attacks that were happening in Slack, but I had never heard of spear phishing. So it's fascinating. I mean, if it can trick, you know, a, a huge CEO at a huge company, it's, it's not crazy to think that it can trick uh, the average user who's maybe new to the crypto space and, and sees something, uh, they get a message that says, hey, log into my Ether wallet. Uh, yeah. for, every, for every one Ether uh, you have in your wallet, we're giving you 0.1 Ether for free. And they just think, oh, wow, this is fantastic. I'm new to the crypto space. Uh, this seems too good to be true, but I'm going to trust it. And they go in and they, they log in or enter their details, and then uh, their wallet is wiped. Um, to talk about the, the scope of, of just how hard phishing is hitting the, the crypto community right now, uh, this is from another tweet on your Twitter. There's a, a lot of great information there. You guys can follow him at Paul underscore underscore. So two underscores, Walsh, W-A-L-S-H. He's got a lot of great info about uh, phishing and, and kind of how it's affecting the crypto space and, and other spaces as well. Um, but it says that more than $115 million dollars uh, has been stolen from people through phishing attacks. The total number of victims is about 16,900 uh, from your Twitter through phishing scams. Is this, what's the timeline on this? Is this all this year? Is this in a month? How long did it take to for that, that many people to fall victim? So that information, <clears throat> excuse me, is thanks to chain analysis, uh, which I found yesterday, actually. It's a great report and it opened my eyes to just the, the magnitude of this issue. I knew it was a big problem because we're getting so many ICOs and token launches coming to us saying, this is a big problem, can you help solve it for us? And then we go into the channels, we can see the number of scams taking place. Um, but when I came to the website, Chainalysis, I was blown away that, you know, most of the media's attention with regards to cybersecurity within the crypto uh, currency world has always been on big hacks 
whether it's a $30 million uh, hack stolen from the party wallet in June 2007, or it's another big hack. That seems to make the headlines. But because these phishing scams are happening to so many people on such a grand scale, it doesn't get the same attention that it deserves. Yet it is the number one problem in cybersecurity within cryptocurrency. So that's a huge, huge problem. Uh, it's the number one problem. And it's happening every day. Wow. I mean, it's insane. I, and I've seen these these scams firsthand oh, as well. Oh, I'm sorry. To, to answer your question, yeah. that's from 2015 uh, to okay. uh, recent. Uh, okay. Wow. So $115 million over the last, uh, really like the last year and a half, two years? Yeah. And it's getting worse. So yeah. it's, it's exponential right now. Yeah. I mean, as we're seeing, like you said, the number of token launches increase. There's more and more money pouring into the space. It, it seems like... Uh, what these scammers have to gain is, is only increasing, so it's only going to, uh, to to pick up. We're only going to see the number of scams increase as well. Um, it will, because um, the more attention it gets, the more successful it becomes, the more attention it gets. The more attention it gets uh, in the media, the more likely phishing uh, cyber criminals are going to come into this and invest more money, time, and effort into making their attacks more sophisticated and to increase the number of attacks. So it's not even just the number of ICOs increasing that will increase the number of attacks at the same ratio. I see it growing exponentially. And that's a big problem because the more attacks we see, the less likely people are to part with their money and invest in ICOs. So if we invest more in security um, and also not just security tools from companies like Metacert, I mean, actually educate the communities about clicking on links and how to actually protect themselves. If we invest in in that, then it means that people are more likely to invest in ICOs and token launches, and therefore it, everybody in the ecosystem benefits, including the wallets and the exchanges, because there's more money turning around. Right, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and I've seen a lot of these these happen firsthand. I mean, even on Twitter, uh, so Zero X, which was is a protocol for decentralized token exchange, uh, they launched a little while ago. Um, I guess earlier this week, as we're recording this podcast. And what was interesting, and you see this with really every ICO, you know, they're tweeting on Twitter constantly. We we're not posting the contract address on Twitter, or or this is the only official address. Do not send funds to any other address. And then you get tons of other accounts, whether it's an account that looks like Zero X and uses the same profile picture and the same display name, but has a different Twitter handle, um, or just some random person saying, "Oh, here's the new address. Send to this one for to to get tokens instantly, or whatever it may be." As people are having trouble accessing uh, the Zero X web interface. Um, uh, are those as successful as hacks that you know happen that are a little more sophisticated where it's like Slackbot, which is this this chatbot inside a Slack channel DMing you and, and telling you about some offer? Like, do you think that there's a sort of a range of success of which ones are more successful than others? Um, yes. In the security industry, we don't talk about completely mitigating the risk of an attack or a phishing campaign. What we talk about is increasing the cost for attackers. So the more expensive it is in time and money for somebody to uh, scam you, whether it's a, an attack, a hack, or a phishing scam, the more expensive we make it, the more likely they are to go somewhere else. It's a bit like when you're walking past five houses. If you see a house with lots of alarms and lights, you're less likely to break into that than you are a house that looks like it's in a dark corner. It's easy to get in and out. Interesting. Um, and so they look at it in the same way. So it's actually about increasing the cost for these attacks to happen. Uh, in regards to Slack, what Metacert does currently is it monitors the public channels, and then as soon as a link is posted, 
it checks in the background if it's dangerous or not. And in less than a second, if it's dangerous, it sends an, a, an alert to the channel to warn everybody. But then it also sends a private message to the community manager to say, this person has been uh, sending these bad links. You may want to check it out. And then in two weeks' time, we are implementing an update which will also monitor direct messages and the Slack bot. So if the Slack bot is set up to remind people of a link that they should click on, which is actually quite sophisticated, um, we will alert those users as well. And that will go live in one to two weeks. That's but, awesome. You know, there's lots of other things. Uh, so I'm going to write two manuals, just really short manuals and medium posts, one for community managers and one for users to help educate them because there are very easy default settings on Slack that community managers can look at. And there's also some education to be done with community managers because, for example, uh, let's say you've got an ICO launch or a token launch and you open it up to the community whether you verify them or not doesn't actually make any difference because when I join your community, I'll join it as Paul Walsh. And then once you've had a look at my name and you say, oh, he looks okay, I can change my name. I can even change my username and I can make it look like you and I'll change my profile picture. So in 30 seconds, my account looks identical to yours and I can DM or send messages to people in the channel and say, you know, this breach has happened or click on this link. And why wouldn't you trust it if it looks like it's coming from the community manager? So explain to community managers that this is a, um, a security precaution they should look at actually helps benefit the communities themselves as well. So MetaCert is not just being installed in uh, communities so that it runs in the background, alerts people. We're educating the community managers how to better protect their users. And then also one of the things that uh, companies like Omai's, um, Golem, SingularD TV, Hello Gold, and all of the other uh, companies, all the other communities that have installed MetaCert, what they've done is they've created default channels, uh, report link, uh, report URL, and check URL. And just by having those channels there with every user in there, it means that they're being educated all the time when they're inside the community because if they're always looking at this channel that says check URL, it means they're more likely to check URLs before they actually click on them. So even before you send the alert, you're educating people about the importance of those links so that when they're in a different environment, they're a little bit more aware of the potential to be fished. Yeah, that's fantastic. And let, let's talk a little bit more about how your platform MetaCert actually works, or I guess how the how the software actually works. So you mentioned, um, like if somebody posts a, a link that, that looks like my Ether wallet, but it's maybe the T in wallet is replaced with an L or something. So when a user is just quickly reading it, they say, oh, yeah, that's my Ether wallet. Um, and, and they go ahead and click on it. How does your system identify that that's not the real my Ether wallet? So we have a threat intelligence system which is basically the world's biggest database of classified URLs into different categories, of which one is malware and phishing, uh, pornography, fake news, and so on. So when a community manager installs MetaCert, they literally go to our website, click install, then authorize, and it's done. MetaCert within seven seconds is baked into the fabric of Slack, which means if you're using a mobile device or a computer, if you're on 3G or a Wi-Fi network, it doesn't matter where you are, what device you use, MetaCert is baked in there. And so when somebody 
sends a link to a channel. In the background, it sends that link to Metacert. It doesn't read or transmit any text, just the link. And then it checks our database to see if it's classified as malware or phishing. And if it is classified, it sends an alert. And that all, ha all of that happens in less than 200 milliseconds. Even if you shorten the URL with a service like tinyurl, Metacert in the background does what's called unfurling that. And so it checks over two and a half thousand services. It finds the destination and then checks the classification all within less than a third of a second. And it sends an alert to the channel. And then it also sends an alert to the community manager. How we get the database is a multitude of different things. We take, uh, we've, all, we've already got other tools that are being used to report suspicious links on platforms like HipChat. Uh, then we take a source from about nine different sources of lists. And then we have our own community for people in the crypto space who want to share knowledge about security and privacy. And inside our own community, we have great people who are researchers at companies like Cisco and Proofpoint. You know, Proofpoint is one of the best email security companies in the world for anti-phishing. And on an hourly basis, they, along with community managers and community members, are reporting to us phishing links. So our database is being updated every hour of every day specifically for cryptocurrency. Now, what we're going to do is improve that further because it's obviously never going to be perfect. But what we're going to update in the coming weeks is this. If you've got a token launch or an ICO and you want to join uh, Slack and then you want to install Metacert, if your domain name is sufficiently unique enough that other companies are not likely to register it, then what we can do is we can automatically classify your domain across all of the many hundreds of GTLDs before they're even registered. So let's say you've got a new company and it's called I'm a great token, buy me. Then <laughs> and you buy com. Then we can register in our database that domain across .de, .co.uk, .ie, .co and the hundreds of TLDs, so that if somebody goes to register them in the future for phishing purposes, then we'll already have it classified in our database. Then one of the other things that we're gonna do after that is apply machine learning, so that we can automatically detect what the likelihood of those misused characters are going to be without introducing false positives. Um, and then also we will in the near future allow community managers to create their own blacklists and then have a whitelist. So you may want to have a community where you say, okay, anytime a link is posted, provide a warning to say it's not whitelisted and then whitelist these 10 or 100 websites so that they don't get a warning. So there's going to be a lot of different uh, tools that we're giving to community managers to make their life easier, including things like uh, the ability to identify scammers and then identify the, the right people to ban very quickly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, the way that you guys are implementing this is is 
very smart. Uh, it, it seems like you guys have a lot of the bases covered, and that's probably because you know you guys have done this for for other companies before, and and you're just kind of now venturing into the crypto space. Um, but uh, I think the part that I'm I'm most excited about with all this is just educating not only the community managers but also the users, because I think you know in the ICO space where you know people are talking about 10x profit and and all kinds of craziness as an, as new ICOs launch, and they're really just focused on the money. Users, I think, are are less and less inclined to actually do any due diligence, and I think even less so to do. due due diligence when it comes to, you know, is this thing a scam or um, is this link I'm clicking actually legit? So it, it's great to see that you guys are uh, presenting solutions for that. Um, I want to talk about, you know, a specific example of this because uh, for some users, maybe they've never encountered a link like this. Maybe they've never, um, you know, had funds stolen uh, through phishing. Um, so I wanted to bring up uh, actually a personal experience. This is just just through email, which uh, you mentioned used to be kind of the, the main way that, that phishing emails uh, uh, or that, that phishing attacks happened. Uh, so last night after the Decentraland ICO, uh, the Decentraland ICO ended in a couple seconds. It was very quick. Um, I guess a lot of it sold out ahead of time. Uh, but I received an email a few hours after that from uh, some, somebody that looked like Decentraland. It said, you know, the email was from Decentraland and it claimed uh, that the Decentraland ICO was still open. Um, the email looked almost identical to the emails that Decentraland was sent. And when I clicked on the link, it took me to Decentraland.pro instead of .org or .com, both of which are owned by the actual Decentraland company. Um, and Decentraland.pro looked identical to the Decentraland.org website and had a link there for me to go ahead and send my Ether over. So if I didn't know about it, um, if, if, if I... Uh, wasn't educated on the fact that the Decentraland ICO was already over and just knew, oh, it's starting tonight, uh, I could have potentially sent funds to that if I wasn't checking the URL. Um, is there a, One of the interesting things I noticed about this, though, was that when I went to the website, because uh, I wanted to check it out and see you know, how identical it was to Decentraland, knowing that we had this podcast coming up, um, they even have Cloudflare DDoS protection enabled. So for those <laughs> of you that aren't familiar, Cloudflare is a service. Um, it allows you to you know, scale your website or prevent DDoS attacks, so direct denial of service attacks where somebody's just spamming requests to your website um, to prevent others from accessing it and, and essentially take down your server. Is there a way for Metacert to integrate directly with providers like Cloudflare in some way where, you know, you can sort of take this this massive database of uh, scam websites or phishing websites that you have and provide that to Cloudflare and kind of blacklist those websites from ever uh, being being allowed to be on Cloudflare in the first place. Because for some yes. users, you know, they see Cloudflare, oh, this has Cloudflare DDoS protection, it must be a legitimate website because Cloudflare is kind of endorsing it in a way. So you talk a little yes. bit about that? Yes, is the answer. Uh, we've got a security API, which is six lines of code and they just have to implement that on their network and then it would prevent that problem. I can't mention the name yet because it hasn't been uh, formally announced, but a very big company with a very big email client um, is the first email app for iPhone and Android that I've ever seen that opens up web links inside the web view inside the email app. So they've baked Metacert inside. So if when you go to open up a link inside that email, if it's labeled by Metacert, it'll tell you that it's a phishing website. So I emailed them this week to say, hey, look, if you do this right now, go live with this. We can actually get a lot of attention within the cryptocurrency world because not only will they be protected inside uh, Slack, they'll also be protected inside their email app because they're more likely to install your app if they're going to be protected on their mobile device. Um, so we are baked into some bigger apps like that. And then we have some big companies evaluating our API for fake news. But uh, what I would say is until that happens, for end users, we have a few free tools. So if you go to metacert.com, we have a chatbot for Skype and a chatbot for Facebook Messenger. 
what you do is you click on add and then it just adds it as a contact. It's a one-way communication. That means that those chatbots cannot listen to any of the conversations that you have with anybody uh, in your contact list. It only understands one thing. That is when you paste in a link, it will quickly tell you if it's phishing or not. So it's a good idea to just have them because you're likely to have either Messenger or Skype on your phone. So you can just paste in a link very quickly to double check. And we've had people do that on a regular basis and come back to me and say, I'm so delighted we had these tools or installed in the channel because I would have actually fallen for that. And so I have got to tell you, uh, I'm so excited by this because it's not very often that the CEO of a security company can literally see in real time in front of them inside a chat room somebody being prevented from being scammed as a result of your software. That just doesn't happen. And what I would say is, although that we're a very established security solution for these platforms and we've been around a while, what I would say is that I've actually learned a tremendous amount from a product iteration perspective from people like Matt at Singular DTV and Dave from Hello Gold and a few others who have educated me in terms of the very unique specific security implications. Like, for example, when we were installed by companies like IBM, I never dreamt that attackers would use the Slack bot to set up a reminder that includes a link to a malicious website. I never actually thought that would be a problem. I also never thought direct messages would be a, a vector to worry about. I always thought it would be in public channels. And But then our app, uh, when our app was launched, it wasn't possible to include DM monitoring. That's why we're updating that now. So I never, so I've actually learned a lot in terms of the actual unique problems faced by people in the crypto world. And so that's why we're quickly adding all of those different bells and whistles to our existing software. Yeah, that's great. And to talk about one of those specifically, I mean, the, the Slack bot direct messages. So for those that have never used Slack, Slack is uh, essentially like a, a community chat app where there are different channels and you can discuss like the ICO or, you know, trading or whatever it may be, whatever the theme of that channel is. And within Slack, everybody has access to Slack bot, which is uh, essentially just an automated chat bot that you can ask questions about, you know, how do I use Slack or how do I do other things? But what's interesting is one of the biggest attack vectors we've seen people using um, is actually essentially in some way, and I think this is an exploit of uh, Slack's API, and maybe you can go into more detail on that, Paul. Um, but what they're doing is they're triggering Slack's API in some way to send a direct message from the actual default Slack bot to all of the users in a channel. And I've received tons of these DMs that's directly from the Slack bot that says, that says hey, um, you know, Zero X Project wants you to know that the, the ICO is now open again. Here's a link to go to it. How are they actually doing that? I mean, is that an exploit of Slack's API, and is that something that Slack could patch themselves? It's not necessarily an exploit, and patching would, would uh, give the impression that it's a bug or a defect, uh, which it's not. It's, it, it does what it's designed to do. They just didn't realize that so many communities would be built on top of Slack, and so therefore it's not geared towards that customer base. Yeah, okay. Um, so it would be unfair to say that. Also, I'd like to point out that Slack recently implemented the Google Safe Browser API to help combat phishing but unfortunately, the Google Safe Browser API doesn't keep up with the sheer magnitude of new phishing links coming online every hour of every day. And it, it doesn't do a host array of other things either. It just does that one thing. Um, but so the MetaCert app will be updated so that it monitors not just the 
public channels, private channels, and direct messages, but it will also be dedicated to monitoring that Slack bot. <laughs> it's almost like uh, you're installing a police officer inside your Slack to keep an eye on everything that's going on and then <laughs> alert you the second something happens. Um, but what I would say as well is if anybody wants to check to see if Metasearch is, is installed, if there's a check URL or uh, report URL channel, then Metasearch is installed. If you don't see those channels, it could still be installed. But the best way to find out is if you type in example.org. That's not a malicious website, but it is classified by Metasearch as malware and phishing for the purpose of testing so that you don't have to put in a scam link. So you can also test our services with that link. Okay, very cool. That's great. And that way people aren't pasting phishing links and then people are clicking on them because Metasearch exactly. isn't installed. Yeah, that's very smart. Um, you know, talking about all of these uh, different phishing campaigns, um, there's all kinds of different vectors besides Slack. So you mentioned that you guys are integrated, integrated with Twitter and Facebook Messenger. How does your platform work there? Does, does it work in a similar way where it's monitoring like all of the tweets that are sent, uh, you know, with a certain hashtag or, or to a certain user or is it something else? So we don't have one for Twitter yet. Um, we have Messenger, Kick, and Skype. Uh, the other enterprise one that we have is for HipChat. The HipChat integration we have uh, is slightly more advanced than the Slack one uh, in the sense that if you're a customer on HipChat, HipChat is exactly like Slack, by the way. With ours, is uh, we, we install a report URL button on the side. So if you've got HipChat and you've installed Metasert, every user sees the report URL. If you paste a URL and click that button, it's immediately blacklisted just for your company or just your community, which means you get to create your own blacklist on top of ours. And so that kind of stuff we're going to take to Slack. We've decided to not update our platform to support platforms like Cisco Spark or Microsoft for Teams yet um, because we want to double down on Slack and solve as many problems for the crypto world as we possibly can. And we may take a slight deviation because we've got a lot of experience building browsers and browser add-ons. Um, and we've got different types of browser add-ons. We're considering building browser add-ons just for the crypto world so that it annotates and blocks phishing websites so that we solve additional issues for the crypto world instead of you know, going horizontal to other industries across other platforms. Because my COO... He built, funded, and maintained SpreadFirefox.com, which was the Mozilla developer portal. And he, with two of our engineers, built the official add-ons for Dig, Delicious, PayPal, eBay, Yahoo, and Google. So we've got a lot of experience building add-ons. So if we build add-ons for the crypto world to help you avoid phishing wallets and codes and scam ICOs, I think that could add a lot of value. But of course... There's only so much we can do with the resources that we have. So we're trying to prioritize the most important issues faced by the community right now and tackling those issues as fast as we possibly can. Absolutely. That's great. And I think Slack, uh, you know, this may be just, you know, what I've seen a little bit of projection bias, um, but I think Slack is really um, kind of the main attack vector that, that these scammers are using right now. Um, on that note, one thing I wanted to talk about, you know, obviously you mentioned that these scams are getting more and more sophisticated. Is it possible, and I'll give an example, um, is it possible for one of these scammers to actually use MetaCert 
um, to trick people into thinking that a URL is is good, is whitelisted. Um, and, and the example I'll give is that uh, Ari Milik, the uh, one of the co-founders of Decentraland, actually had his own Slack account hacked recently. And of course, Decentraland didn't have Metacert installed, so it's not directly linked. But in the case that they did have it installed, um, rather than just posting a bunch of malicious links from Ari's account like they did and, and actually tricked uh, a few users out of several hundred Ether and Decentraland later went and, and refunded them and sort of paid out of their own pocket to make those users whole since their own account got hacked. But would it be possible, you know, if somebody hacked into Ari Milik's account to then whitelist a bunch of the phishing links and uh, blacklist all of the legitimate links and kind of trick users in that way? And perhaps that's just a bigger problem of, you know, his own security. But is that something that you guys are kind of have a solution for or have thought of in any way? Well, there's two different things there. Uh, firstly, there's the security around our own data. Our data is already, our data is not built into Slack and it's not built into your account. It's actually within our own environment and that comes with its own security. So Metacert would have to be hacked in order for something like that to happen as well as your Slack account. So that's, uh, that's Okay, very, I see. So it's not- That's a very sophisticated uh, attack. Now, will Metacert ever be hacked? We have the saying that it's easier to attack than it is to defend. So I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stand at the top of the mountain and say we're never going to be hacked. We're foolproof. What I would say is that we're doing our very best to make sure that we're as secure as we possibly can be, and that it's more expensive for people to hack Metacert. So it's a very that would be a, a very sophisticated, coordinated attack, which would have to happen in an extraordinarily fast, short period of time and. That just doesn't seem feasible. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, you clarified it. I was under the impression that each Slack also had their own kind of blacklist and whitelist and that they could kind of modify the, well, the backend. Well, you're right. You, if you, when we come out with the ability for you to add your own blacklist, that will still be stored on Metacert's central database because you may want to also share that blacklist with other members of the community. So that's why we have this central database of very sophisticated, structured, classified content and every one of our security apps, they you all use the same API. And it's that API is kind of the, the magic. We're a bit like um, Stripe. Stripe is, was an API play with eight lines of code. You know, and on the back end, they have this robust infrastructure. Metacert is the same. Our API has six lines of code. And then we have built apps around that. And then a separate environment for all of our data, which is, again, separate from our technology. Uh, okay, that's great. Yeah, it does seem then very unlikely that uh, an attack like that could happen. Um, like you said, it would have to happen in a very short period of time before you realized you were hacked or um, before they were also able to hack into uh, exactly. a Slack account as well. Um, one thing I want to talk about is just exposure. So it's it's kind of crazy to me. Like It seems like you all have uh, really a fantastic solution for a lot of these phishing scams, especially the ones that are happening inside Slack and these other messaging clients. Why do you think you haven't been noticed by the greater crypto community? Is it just because, you know, you recently found out about it? Do you think it's just uh, a matter of education? You know, if well, it's if it's such a good solution, why don't you think uh, everybody's using it? You mentioned Singular DTV is using it. How can how can people like ICO alert and how can others help to to get the word out about this and make sure that that Slack communities are using it? Well, actually, we've been introduced to the crypto world only three weeks. I think it's uh, three weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, exactly. So we've already got a list of some awesome uh, communities uh, who installed Metacert from Data Broker, DAO. Um, we've got who else? We've got we've got Omize, uh, Hello Gold, Singular DTV, 
and uh, Golem. And then there's a bunch of others who are evaluating it right now. So for every ICO that installs Metacert, they seem to recommend us to one or two others. Um, what can be done to help? Please just tell as many ICO and token launch as many crypto uh, communities as possible that uh, Metacert is here for them uh, through yourselves would be great. My Ether wallet, uh, Taylor's been fantastic. She's been all over Twitter recommending Metacert, which lends a lot of credibility because the crypto world doesn't know about Metacert. The chatbot world, artificial intelligence, the messenger world, they know about Metacert because I give keynote speeches all over the world on that topic. But in the crypto world, we're very, very new. Um, so we very much appreciate uh, the love that we've been given by community managers because what we notice is that there's a crossover. You might have the same community managers and moderators working across different uh, communities. And so when they've installed us in one community, they then bring us to another community. So that's been very, very helpful. I would also love to strike up partnerships with other stakeholders. So if there are companies that are servicing the launch of a token or an ICO, uh, if we could partner with them, then that would be great. So, for example, one of the engineers at Consensus, he said they're going to recommend us to the ICOs that they help launch in the future. That's that's awesome because that helps us get the word out. So I would like to try and get as many ICOs on board as possible. And the, one of the ways to do that is it's kind of obvious that it adds value, but then there's the cost factor. So if you go to our website, you'll see that we actually massively, massively slashed all of our costs for communities so that the cost isn't even now part of the conversation. It's a no-brainer because we're not interested in generating as much revenue as we possibly can from each community. What I'd like to do is to try and own the space of security for the crypto world by solving the problem for them inside Slack and then building other tools to solve other problems within the crypto world so that whenever you think about cybersecurity and cryptocurrency, blockchain, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever word you want to use, I would like everybody to think about Metacert so that we're perceived as the very sign for cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's a great answer. And and what is the cost for a community? So if there's an ICO community manager listening and, and they want to know how do I install Metacert, what's the cost? Is it monthly? Is it annual? Is it a one-time fee? Uh, so I'm just going to uh, the page. So to put into perspective, if you're a company and you're not a community, if you're a company and you have a thousand users, that's $350 a month. If you have a thousand users um, on uh, your community, that's $75. So it starts with, if you've just started and you've got less than a hundred users, that's $25 a month. If wow. you have, if you have uh, between say nine and 10,000 users or in your community, up to 10,000, that's 175 a month. So it's actually very, very cost effective. It's a fraction of what uh, companies pay. Yeah, that's amazing. For, 175 yeah, so, bucks a month for up to 10,000 Slack users? Yeah, exactly. Wow. So if you've got, got 5,000, which seems to be the average, that's 150 a month. So for me, that's a no-brainer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it totally is, especially when you know, you're know you looking at the companies like Decentraland that reimburse somebody more than $100,000 because you know somebody exactly. was, fell for a scam or, or people, you know, all these ICOs are raising millions of dollars. So 150, 175 bucks a month, I mean, that, that absolutely is a no-brainer for these people to protect their users and protect the reputation of their own ICO. 
Exactly. It's not just the it's not just the software. It's the uh, support as well because we actually tend we have notifications on our mobile devices turned on for the check URL and report URL. So the second somebody checks a URL or reports a URL, I have a member of my team, if not myself, in there providing support to that individual. So those community managers actually get somebody from Metacert as kind of like a kind of a I guess a security guard or a police officer to help them whenever needs somebody needs a little bit of help. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I really do just want to you know give you a, a sincere my sincere thanks just for for solving this issue. This is a huge <laughs> issue, you. and I'm sure there will be many people listening to this who uh, come and give you love on Twitter or wherever it may be, or just just end up you know recommending this to uh, one of the ICO slacks that they're in. I think it's a massive issue and something that really could have affected the ICO space uh, pretty severely in the long term if this this just was let run rampant. Um, so it's really fantastic that you guys are solving this. Um, I want to kind of give you the floor now. If there's there's anything we didn't cover that you want to talk about, or if you just want to you know plug your website and let people know where they can find out more about you uh now's the time to do it sure it's metacert.com there's some free tools for people who are buying and selling currency so download those tools they're free for you and if you're hanging out in slack communities then please just ask the mods to install metacert you can do that by posting messages in their channel don't spam them just ask them once nicely um, but you can also if you're on the desktop you can click on apps, which is a link just below direct messages, search for Metacert, and then you can request that they install it. So if it comes from the community, I think uh, community managers will be more likely to install Metacert. But I've only come across I've only come across one community who has said no to Metacert that I spoke to. Wow. And that's because they're moving away from Slack to another platform. Ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think which this is, is sad. Because they're moving to the same platform that Brave moved to. And Luke from Brave uh, told me that they moved from Slack to Rocket Chat because of the lack of link security. But had they known about Metacert back then, they probably wouldn't have moved from Slack. Wow. Yeah, that's terrible. And it's, it's I wonder, does Rocket Chat have the same kind of security built in that, that Metacert provides? So here's the thing. For the crypto world, Slack is the most insecure solution because of the shortcomings. With Metacert installed, it's likely to be the most secure that you could use. Rocket Chat does have certain things that Slack doesn't have, like the ability to turn off DMs and so on. But it doesn't have the link security that Slack has when you've got Metacert installed. Um, so then you've also got the risk of just not growing your community as much as what you would have on Slack. It's easy to grow a community on Slack. It's not so much, it's not so easy to grow it on a open source platform. And then I'm looking at some communities on Telegram. I mean, how on earth do you have a conversation with more than three people on yeah. Telegram? <laughs> I just, I am absolutely blown away. I completely agree. Yeah. And no it offense to people who use sense. Telegram. I look, but, at a Telegram yeah. I look at a Telegram community and it's not it's just a room of noise and it gives me brain freeze yeah i completely agree there's no organization it's just one long stream of 100 people trying to talk <laughs> no notifications nothing whereas <laughs> uh yeah so slack between now and the time that we have the dm and slack bot monitoring what we've noticed is that those two dedicated channels has done massive massive benefit by educating users to check links and be more aware so um, I, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to, to take part in the podcast. I've done lots of 
podcasts and talks on uh, you know chatbots and artificial intelligence, but I've never been really given an opportunity yet to do anything in the crypto world because I'm so new to it. And it's great because uh, it gives us an opportunity to get our brand out there and be part of the community. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was an honor to have you truly. I mean, just to, to see the solutions that you guys are solving and uh, to be able to protect these users. Uh, I'm more than happy to have you. And perhaps uh, a year from now or something, we'll, we'll do another podcast and check in and maybe we can tally up all, uh, all the people that uh, MetaCert has protected. That'd be a oh. critical recap. With some of the, with something that we're doing, uh, you'll probably want to do that in about a month. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I can't say anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we can uh, fit you in another month, but at some point, we'll definitely get you back on the podcast. Maybe we'll bring uh, one of the My Ether Wallet people on and kind of talk about uh, the state of security then. Fabulous. Awesome. Well, uh, Paul, thank you, thank you so much for joining me once again. It is metacert.com. That's M-E-T-A-C-E-R-T.com. Go there, check it out, or tweet Paul at. Paul underscore underscore Walsh. Uh, Paul, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. If you'd like to request someone to be on the podcast, tweet us at ICO Alert and let us know. We're trying to cover all the ICOs. That includes past ICOs, present ICOs, and ICOs that are, of course, happening in the future. Thank you again. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe to get updates when we publish a new episode. Also, don't forget to check out ICOalert.com for our in-depth analysis of upcoming ICOs, as well as our comprehensive list of every initial coin offering. I'm your host, Robert Finch, and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.